Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us on our Bible Fellowship Church podcast. This is our fourth episode now. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed last week's, which was on the Corona apocalypse. And we got a lot of really good feedback on that one, generated some good conversations. And we also had a lot of uh, positive feedback on our setup here. Uh, so thank you for all the encouraging words. And we hope that you're enjoying these uh, kind of candid, casual conversations that we've been doing. Uh, so today we decided um, what we're going to talk about is uh, how a Christian can use or maybe should use social media. And it's kind of a difficult topic because it could cover a lot of different ranging factors. Um, but Craig, I know that you had mentioned in a previous, I think it was in a sermon, that you were working on a academy class to uh, kind of around this whole topic. So, well, I'd, I'd say that I was uh, contemplating putting together academy class. I see, I and, see. And I've been working on it now since then, but okay. um, that, that kind of came about as a result of that, of that message. Yeah. Um, uh, but you and I know that work, putting together an academy class takes a lot of time. Yeah. It is not an easy task. Um, and, and that's, that's why I wanted to cover this topic. Right. Uh, to kind of get into it and, and to just be able for us to be able to, uh, get some of this information or for me to get some of this information in and everybody's hands you and I have talked about it at different times right at length and so um, hopefully this will be helpful to everybody and uh, yeah yeah because we're living in a in a time where this is what we've got yeah uh, it's really strange but it is it, and it's starting to get stranger I don't know if it is for you but for me, it's starting to get a little bit weirder. Like at first it was novel, but all of a sudden now here we are. And, um, man, I can't think of, like, I wonder how long before you start, you know, forgetting who people or what they look like. Or, what, did we, what did we do before uh, all this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Strange times, right? I'm just really used to running into people at church and, and different places and and then having a conversation i mean even now when you do run into somebody that you know uh you try and stay you know back and right and uh i, I don't know it's it, it's interesting yeah it uh, and that's been one of the things that i've missed the most too is uh gathering for church or in mm -hmm. my case also youth group getting to see all yeah. my students and it's been a difficult stretch so we're all keeping our fingers crossed that this doesn't last too much longer. It's hard to say. You hear all these different predictions, and I don't really want to get into it too much. Right. Um, nevertheless, social media, right, is part of our world. It's part of our our lives, and um, you know, I it's funny. Uh, I don't know how many people really know this, but when I first started at at the church here, uh, obviously I was hired for student ministries, and I was I was dead set that I was not going to use Facebook. I hated it. I thought it was a terrible thing. And then this guy right here is the one who said, Jeremy, all your students use Facebook. You need to get on Facebook. And so I blame you completely for throwing me down the rabbit hole. And uh, to, to which then I spent uh, every, every opportunity after that throwing social media under the exactly. bus. Exactly. Right? Yes. So I appreciate uh, that. I'm, I'm a very confused person. I, I really... 
Well, and you know what? To be fair, to be fair, social media is one of those things that it is hard to wrap your head around. It's hard to figure out what is the way we should use this because it clearly has advantages, which can be huge advantages, and it can have very significant disadvantages. I, I see that a lot with the young people I work with and how they use social media, which is, I think, largely in a not very good way. Um, it can really damage, you know, they're, they become addicted to it. Uh, they become people who are different offline than they are online. You know, it's a completely second Mm -hmm. life almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, they crave the approval of their peers. They compare themselves to their peers. Uh, it reaps, wreaks a lot of destruction in the lives of many people, not just young people, but that's kind of where I see it most upfront. Um, and so that's why social media is such a challenge is because we're trying to figure out, is this even healthy for people? Right. And if we're going to use it, how do we do it in a way that is as beneficial, you know, gains the benefits and leaves the damaging stuff behind? You know, if you look at it in a really broad sense, uh, social media, it uh, what it really accomplishes is bringing out every extreme. It does. And, and I was just reading about this. Um, these extreme, in fact, that's what gets highlighted. That's what gets raised to the top. You know, right. anything that's extreme, that is out of the ordinary, anything like that, that's what the logarithm picks and throws in your face through, it doesn't matter which type of social media you use. And the problem is it causes us as, you know, just just our natural selves to look at it and say, you know, I don't have that extreme. Like it can be good extremes. It can be really exciting things that are happening in people's lives. And and then that gets highlighted and that's the thing that's happening. And it feels like great things are happening to people all the time. And, and here's the really uh, damaging part of it, is it can be, uh, so not only that, it makes you feel inadequate, like you're not actually having those opportunities. But, but then the other thing that it does is, and we don't think about it as much, but it also shows us the extremes, the bad extremes, the bad things that are happening to people. And, um, and, and, you know, I mean, just the fact that we have so much access is probably one of the reasons that the coronavirus is, is, uh, overwhelming people emotionally. Um, not that, uh, it's not a significant, um, event that's happening uh but just that we're so aware of every movement and everything that happens you get an update every single day every not just not just local but worldwide right so my son was telling me that you know in the last 39 minutes this many people died in the u.s he told me that the other day yeah in the last 39 i'm like that's pretty specific 39 minutes yeah but anyway so it's it's um uh yeah. And, and, and the bad part about those extreme extremes is that's literally causing some people to, they, uh, they're, they're either seeking success, but then there's some of us that our personalities aren't built that way. Like we don't seek success. We want to, sure. you know, we want to avoid that. That challenge is too much for us and we can sink to the bottom though. And that's the bad part. Make you feel irrelevant or... Well, it not only... It, it makes you feel irrelevant when you see all the great things that are happening to people. But the other side of it is, if you want to be notorious, 
because either one's notorious, sure. whether you're at the top or at the bottom. And some people choose the bottom. Mm. They they go in that direction because they don't feel like they can attain the success. They're like, there's no way I can have that. I can't be famous. I can't be beautiful. I can't be all these different things. So then in order to be no, to have notoriety, they go for the bottom. Mm. And literally you see that happening i'm sure you see it in young people i see it in young people constantly where you know like the drive for attention mm-hmm. it's any attention is good attention for some people and maybe they don't have you know the yeah. means to achieve the good attention so then they find a way to achieve negative attention exactly you know and it's uh it's a it can be really damaging psychologically they just people just don't realize how much uh social media I think kind of, you know, to use that verbatim, rewires our brain a little bit. Right. I think it does change our thinking patterns. Uh, it changes our goals and values, but it does it so subtly mm-hmm. over time that we don't even realize it's happening. Uh, that's the scary part is we need to have a self-awareness of, you know, some of the dangers that could be lurking. Because the truth is, I mean, the Bible tells us, right, that our heart is deceitful. Right. So you trick yourself. We Mm -hmm. feel like we've got a handle on this. We feel like, you know, I can I can use this responsibly. And, uh, you know, I don't know how true that is for any (laughs) of us, to be fair, myself included. Right. Uh, There's always dangers and traps. Um, Okay, so let's just, uh, for example, let me ask you this question. So this is mainly uh, a subject for people who are believers. That's the angle we're coming at this from. If you're right. a follower of Christ and you're a user of social media, you know, what would you say are, uh, what would be sort of the driving desire or goal that somebody should have if they're a believer, a follower of Jesus and they want to use social media, you know, how would they frame how they're going to use this? Like, is it just a, a time escape you know, is it just a place to connect with people? What would be some of the things that we should be thinking about as we use it? Um, well, yeah. So a, a lot of ideas are bouncing around in my head. And, and I tried to narrow it down because I've been doing a lot of research and I've been online a lot looking at all these different ideas, uh, looking in the Bible for uh, scripture that... Um, you know, that, that informs us and, in, in how, because even though they didn't have social media back then, you know, I, I think the biggest thing or, or maybe the place to start is just looking at, uh, why are we on social media and, and understanding that if, if we're going to go on social media, we should do it with purpose, just mm-hmm. like anything in life right? Mm-hmm. We should have a purpose or a reason for doing it. Right. Whatever you do, do well, all to the glory of God, exactly. right? Exactly. So, um, so, you know, but unfortunately social media is one of those things where we've got this device that's in our pocket. Um, it, uh, it notifies us every time something happens, right. depending on how you've got notifications set up. And then we just, and I don't know if this has happened to you. I think it happens to everybody, but maybe it's just me. Maybe I have an addictive personality, but I pull that thing out and I start reading. And next thing I know, a half hour of my life is gone. For sure. I mean, seriously. Yep. And I can't figure out what I actually did with it. So. I know, I know many people who they would struggle to admit this, but it's true. They've said it to me in person where they'll scroll through Facebook 
for 15, 20, 30 minutes, close the app, not be sure what to do next, and reopen oh. the app and start all over again, hoping maybe there's something maybe there's... new to look at, you know? Yeah. It's partly just boredom. Maybe yeah. it could be part of why somebody might do that. Addict- addiction as well, because it, it, it can be interesting sometimes mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it beats staring at the wall. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not always a good thing to do. There's usually people in our homes that we should be talking to or homework to do or yard right. work to do, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, and I, and, and so getting back to that idea of, of doing, doing something on purpose. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's important to decide why you're going to do it because just like many things in life, um, if you, if you don't make a plan for, for whatever the event is that you're going to do or, or something like that, or, I, I had an example written down. It, it's like going to the mall. Yeah, if you don't need anything, you're still bound to buy something, and you almost always regret mm. whatever you bought. You know, if you just go down to the mall to kill time, right. which people do that as well. Yeah, um, you're you're gonna wander in and think, oh, you know, all of a sudden you see that thing, and I'm gonna need that thing, and I need it, and you don't even know why you're there. Yeah, um, right. How how did I even get here? And social media can be the same way like you can you can just kill time with it and that's fine but if you don't have a purpose or a reason for it that's when you do well okay I shouldn't say you I should say me that's Mm. when I do dumb things (laughs) because I'll be scrolling through there and all of a sudden I'll see something and it'll kind of make me angry or uh, I don't know if angry is the word but well sometimes it is I, it, I feel like I've got a I've got to correct something you know right uh, sometimes I'll read something on there and it's something that flies in the face of my faith and I'm like man this is what I do for a living mm. like I uh you know I I don't uh, like that value that's being put forth there I need to defend against that right I've got to say something I can't just uh, sit by, sit by. So if I don't go to say Facebook, I mean, I, you know, maybe not Facebook, but Instagram, Facebook, any of these things, these mediums, if I don't go to it and, and know in my heart why I'm there and what I want to accomplish, like I, it, I'm, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's like going to church and not knowing why you're going. When you, you know, when you walk into the building, you, you're just here because somebody expects you to be there or, mm. you know, you're not really there to make a difference. And we should be like that in everything in our lives. Like we should really consider, am I going to this place because I want to make a difference in somebody's life? Do I want to have impact on the world that I'm living in? Those kinds of things. I think one of the dangers of using social media without a clear purpose is you end up being more driven by your emotions in terms of how you use it on a given day. So if you came into, you know, opened your app or whatever, and you're on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, and that day you're having a good day, you know, maybe you're going to have some positive things to contribute. Um, But if you're not having a great day, you're kind of grumpy. You're doing it because you're just trying to escape something else that's going on in your world at that moment. You know, you're far more likely to be a pain for everybody else on there because you're just going to, you're living, you don't know why you're even there. You're just using it as an outlet for uh, stress relief or boredom, you know, trying to give yourself some entertainment or whatever it is. And if you lack that 
purpose. Like that's one of the beautiful things about having and knowing your purpose mm-hmm. is everything can run through that filter mm-hmm. of does this accomplish my purpose or does it not? And that'll help you to not be living based on your emotions. I mean, this is true in any area of life. Maybe like finances would be a good example. Yep. If you've got a plan for your money, yep. where you want it to go, what you want to accomplish it, you're able to say yes and no to mm-hmm. different things in front of you. But social media, we don't think that way. We don't think about it in terms of being a steward, let's say, right. of our time or our our uh, online presence, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, so what might be then... Uh, some of the the core purposes that we should have as believers, what should drive that? Well, I, you know, I don't think like like maybe even from uh, each time that you go on social media or you interact with people on, let's say, Facebook, for lack of a better medium to talk about. But uh, each time you go there, it, that purpose may not always be the same. It doesn't necessarily That's have fair. to be the same. I mean, you could go there because. In your case, uh, you want to connect with uh, somebody, a youth or somebody that you haven't seen in a while or, you know, wondering what happened to them. Uh, you could, if you're a grandparent, you you might go on there to see what's happening in your kids' lives. Sure. And, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you should pick what that purpose is. Now, obviously, I would say that what undergirds all of it is um, the purpose of making a difference in other people's lives, having a positive impact on their lives. And I, that's why I picked uh, 1 Peter 3 to share uh, in, with this. Is, uh, in 1 Peter 3, 15 through 17, it says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason uh, that, for the hope that is in you right and um and it says yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience so that when you are slandered those who revile your good behavior in christ may be put to shame for it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be god's will than for doing evil and the first part of that is really applies to this whole idea of having a purpose like in no matter what we do uh, we should be ready to give an answer to sure. be able to give a reason for the hope that we have. Uh, but, but, but right? yes. you need to do it with gentleness and respect, which is pretty much the antithesis of what social media has become. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is the opposite of respect and fruitful exchanges. <laughs> it usually <laughs> goes down the opposite way. And so that's one way, right. As a believer, we can, I suppose you could say, stand out mm-hmm. or that our, our conduct is going to look different is because we we might engage conversations as appropriate on different social media platforms, but we are always respectful of the other person, mm-hmm. right? And we're gentle in our tone and in our choice of words. We're not going in there with virtual fists up, right? Mm-hmm. Ready for a fight. Like, I'm going to show you why you're wrong, why I'm right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're going to leave here having right. learned a lesson, pal. Right. That's, but that's how we approach it sometimes, oh, if yeah. we're being honest. Oh, yeah. And 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 this this passage, actually, that's why I kept the uh, verse 17 in there is because, you know, it says, it says that having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, it um, will happen. Exactly. It will. 
those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So in other words, um, if your response is to, to argue with everybody uh, about everything that comes up, then you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to suffer, but you're not going to suffer for doing good mm. necessarily, right? And that's what it goes on to say, for it is better to suffer for doing good uh, if that should be God's will than for doing evil. So, right. you know, when you go in guns a blazing, um, what's going to happen? You're probably going to get trounced. And, you're, you're, you know, and, and then what happens to us as Christians, because I know this, I've been like this. I've been like, well, you know, of course they did. I mean, they just, they're not believers. They don't believe. It's persecution. Yeah, it's persecution, right? Or well, maybe you were just being a jerk. Maybe you're a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, you want to do it with, you know, and I and this is not my favorite word in the Bible, but gentleness. I, I'm just not. Mm. I, I I don't do gentleness well, and I want to. I really do. But then I don't know. I get all worked up because somebody said something. Yeah. And again, like they attacked my belief, my faith, even what I've chosen to do for you know it's something that makes my head explode sometimes is when uh, people are critical of of pastors i mean i i've spent a lifetime doing that right and uh or critical of the church um that's something you and i have given our lives to right yeah exactly so it's tough because it can feel personal Mm -hmm. you can't make it personal and even if it does get personal doesn't mean you have to respond in kind right you don't have to do the same back right what i want them to see is i want them to see the reason for the hope that's in me and that's that's really you got to keep so the purpose for being on social media, although there might be some different ones, and although I think you should stick to those. So if you decide to go on there to see what's happening in the grandkids' live, lives, go find out what's happening in the grandkids' lives and leave it. Like, you didn't go there for another purpose. And if you went there and, and all of a sudden you get diverted into some conversation or maybe an argument or something like that, yeah. you're not at all prepared or in the mindset to deal with that. You're not even in a state of prayer to be able to deal with it, and you're liable to say something foolish, which right. is, that's me. That's um, all of us, I think, yeah. at some point or another. Yeah. So, I mean, when we when we come across those things on social media that offend us or uh, bother us, they seem like they're misrepresented, you know, or, or maybe it's somebody who you would expect to conduct themselves in a better manner and they're not, and you feel like, you know, that urge, when you get that fiery urge to comment, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's got to be some strategies we can use in that heat of the moment, right? Um, for me, one of the things that I've, I've been trying to do more, because when I've, you know, I, learning how to use these platforms has, it's, there's been a learning curve for me in terms of like, as okay for as an example right i'm a pastor i go on there i see people that are in my youth group in my church they're believers and they're saying terrible things or they're sharing terrible things and you feel like okay now what i feel like i'm responsible to challenge this person on the other hand i want them on my i want to stay connected to them right if i just challenge i become the facebook police i'm going to get blocked <laughs> by everybody that i care about and so there's this like, well, how do I, you know, navigate this? Um, you know, one of the things that I've, maybe maybe this is your experience too. I mean, I'd be curious to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to shut my mouth 
a lot more than I used to. And if I really feel compelled far more often, I'll call, text, or private message them. In other words, you don't actually have to call them out or challenge them in front of everybody. Um, Maybe that's, I suppose there might be occasions it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, I would maybe take that approach. Please, people, don't forget, right? There is a private message feature right. on yes. all these platforms. Yes. You can make use of it, right? Yes. You can chat with the with that person individually, and yeah. uh, it usually goes much better that way. Um, you know, confrontation needs to be done in private. Like, uh, I, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I feel the same way uh, about that in different circumstances. And I feel compelled sometimes to... to um, to, to, you know, to, to teach, I guess, or something like that. Uh, one of the things that social media does, and I don't think we realize it, but this is what makes me so, this is what scares me about social media. And this is why I post very little on social media because, I, you know, and you might say, well, you have something to hide. Well, I don't know if I do, but don't don't we all to some degree? Yeah, I, I think and there's some things that should be hidden. There's some things that should stay hidden, right? But social media has this way of being this great big picture window into your value system. And, right. And then you're you know, you're you're throwing it out there for everybody to see at once. And what we don't recognize about that is that not only are people that know me really well going to see that. But people that don't know me very well are going to see it. Right. And the people that don't know me very well are not going to get my sarcasm. They're mm. not going to get my humor. They'll be a little They're, less forgiving, right? Yeah. Well, they often are right. less forgiving. Right. And, uh, you know, and they don't understand my heart and they don't understand who I am and, and they don't understand that I oftentimes stick my foot in my mouth and they don't give me any sure. grace. And they're not going to give us any grace uh, because they don't know us. And I mean, I can think of a million examples. One of them, one of my first experiences is I wrote a blog post when I was uh, young and, and beginning in ministry. And I was back. That was, back that was when, when was blogs back. were just becoming. Yeah, blogs were thing. just a thing. And, and I wrote this, uh, you know, several paragraphs about Amy Grant getting divorced. And oh my goodness, I got emails from all over the internet. Mm. on this and they jumped to conclusions about what I was saying and everybody took it like uh well I got divorced so therefore you know I see and and the point of the post was my point that I was trying to make was is that this is the problem with elevating people so your your point wasn't even so much the divorce itself it was when we take a Christian we put them up on this pedestal like they're going to live without flaw. Exactly. And then they let us down because yeah. they got a divorce right. or something happened. Mad. Right. And we get mad at them. And my point was really kind of in defense of them that here they are. They're humans. They're human. And, and they're trying to live in this in this uh, fishbowl that we call Christianity. Right. So, and, and that's not my point. But my point is, is that somebody's going to take it wrong. It's right. just about anything you put out there, they're going to take it wrong. And so we really need to step back and to confront people privately, just like you would anywhere, just like the Bible tells us. Matthew 18 says, if somebody, if, 
some a brother offends you, then you need to go to them first, right? Uh, before you take your sacrifice. Uh, that's not in Matthew eighteen, but Matthew eighteen talks about the process. Sometimes, if somebody has done something wrong to you, how do you deal with it? Well, the first thing you do is you go to them privately, right? And we, if we, we just use that principle, I was gonna say we have lost that art. Yeah, we have lost the art of having difficult conversations mm-hmm. uh, because we're afraid of them. And, you know, some of us get really aggressive when we're behind a screen and we'll say things that we wouldn't say to someone's face. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask you. What do yeah. you think? Do you think do you think that we, <laughs> you know, like, is that kind of a passive aggressive move to to throw it out there in front of everybody? Because I see it happening a lot. Yeah, I, I think I understand the sentiment behind it from for most people. I think they mean well. Uh, I just don't think it is well. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't go well. And I know that sure. because I've done it myself. I've yeah. I have criticized people in public, so to speak, by commenting on something they shared and challenging them on it in one way or another. Um, and I, I would just say, like, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify it, but it feels like nine times out of ten, it it just hurts people. Um, Mm -hmm. even if I feel like I'm still right, Mm -hmm. like even if I feel like my assessment was bang on and they needed to be challenged. What I would say is it doesn't matter if you're right. Exactly. It really doesn't. Right. Like the principle still applies no matter what. Name one time you've ever felt good about being uh, corrected publicly or being corrected in front of even one other person. Right. It doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel good even when somebody does it to you right alone if you've got an audience and if 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 there's more than one person there then it doesn't matter if it doesn't even matter if you grasp what that person's saying like they might be confronting you about something that really is happening that you're doing wrong right that you need you know that that's hurting them or whatever and it doesn't matter you're you're going to defend yourself because you just can't lose face, right? right? It's it's certainly a, a very real human response. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think to myself, um, would I call someone out in a sermon, you know, in front of right. everybody? Right. Uh, I hope I don't. Right. I mean, the only person I, I try to I'm call sure out. That I have. If I yeah. have, I apologize right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I we I'm repent an idiot. in dust yeah. and ashes. Yeah. Well, I just think to my, the only person we, you and I have a pretty good habit, I think, of the only people we embarrass in front of, in public is ourselves, yeah. right? Like we shared <laughs> stories of our own screw ups right. to reveal our own humanness and it's to safer. let people know. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> to do it for, like, I'm going to tell someone else's story about something stupid they did right. um, in front of everybody is, you know, we would not do that in a sermon. And if we did, we immediately regret it. Yes. So why would we do it on social media? Right. Right. Yep. And obviously that's different in the sense of you and I have a microphone. We have some, um, maybe I guess you could say it feels like we have a public, uh, you know, calling, so to speak to, to challenge people. But the truth is the body of Christ is meant to challenge each other in it, appropriate and healthy ways yeah it it wouldn't matter that that would not help that person it will never help that person they are not going to make a change i i'm not saying every time but i would say 99 percent of the time they're not going to make a change based upon uh your admonishment 
in a public setting. Right. So another thing I would think is if you if you do feel compelled to comment, so maybe uh, I do this occasionally. I'll comment on like an article, um, you know, and and throw in a few thoughts for a response to the article or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I've gotten out of the habit of doing, which I think is good, is feeling like I need to uh, defend my initial comment when it gets challenged by other people. Um, because, you know, when you get into these threads, right, that are like mm-hmm. 20 comments deep because you said something, someone else said something, you responded, they respond, you respond. That isn't going nowhere, right? Yeah. That is that is a, a highway that ends at a dead end and nobody wins and you just lose you know, you 20 minutes of your time or however long you sat there doing it. Maybe you checked it an hour later. Oh, they commented back, bang, 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 bang. And you got to say something in return. <laughs> and you both just end up being grumpy for the rest of the day. Right, yeah. No one yeah. won, no right? One. Like nobody wins in that scenario. No, no so that's true. So would it be fair to say, would it be fair to say this, that we should probably err, if, if we were to err on the side of, caution do you think that is the wrong way to think about it or you know being a little bit more conservative with what we say and do is a wise choice here's another thought that we'll move on to the next one uh because we can man i I, it's amazing as we get talking about it's like this is just expanding in my mind (laughs) we can keep going down this rabbit trails from this one one thought but i had a few different ones that hopefully are kind of some practical ways to deal with it so confrontation needs to be done in private that's definitely one uh, a rule that we should like keep in mind yeah um an, another one and this kind of play this kind of answers your question that you just asked um consider whether it's even worthy of a response mm. like like before you get going before you even get going consider whether it's worthy of a response and i have there's just a lot of thoughts on that one is i don't know if i'm getting old or or what, uh, if, if I've had too many years of ministry, it's time to put me out to pasture. <laughs> but um, one thing that I am, am just learning, and I should have learned it a long time ago, but um, as, as somebody that communicates verbally and thinks verbally, because you know, you've been around yeah. me enough, yep. you know, um, but uh, I, I honestly think these words are so powerful. I think the things that I say are so powerful. Mm. They're not. You're taking yourself too seriously. They're, I'm way too serious. <laughs> way too serious. I'm, I, I think that I can I can shape or change the course of or direction of a person's life based upon a few pithy comments or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. God is at work in every person's life. And just learning to let that stuff go mm. is so valuable. It's amazing to me how many times I have used my words to try and bring correction or to comment on what somebody, whether it's in real life or if it's on uh, social media, to comment on those things. And um, it has caused me to have an enemy, sometimes for life. Mm. unfortunately and then how many times have i not said anything and i've watched god just lead that person along and all of a sudden there they are and they they might even come to me and say you know what i've always thought this way and it was wrong and Mm. god showed that to me and so 
you know, consider whether it's even worthy of a response. Maybe a better way to say it is, is it worthy of a response to them? Mm. And maybe the person to talk to about is God. Right. Because he can change lives. Exactly what I was thinking of as you were saying is one of the things that we do to our detriment is completely separate our use of social media and prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, we just feel like those two worlds do not overlap. And I think that is maybe one of the driving forces of our misuse Mm -hmm. of social media. Um, If you see something, you know, maybe this isn't a a battle worth fighting. Maybe they're a young believer. Maybe they're, you know, coming out of a difficult situation. You don't know all the circumstances as to why people say and do the things that they do. So pray about it. Pray for them. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than feeling like I need to fix this person and tell them why they're wrong or they need to change what they're saying or doing or whatever, pray for them. I mean, how how often do we do that? I think my answer is almost never. And I say that to my own shame that I don't pray for people enough as I see things on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And I feel like that that is an area, a massive area that I need to improve in is thinking of it as prayer opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? All the different things that you might see. yeah, I think it's important. So consider whether it's even worthy of response. You know, what are you trying to accomplish with a response before you even write anything down or react to something that somebody has said or posted or, or whatever? What are you trying to accomplish with a response? Um, I, I would say this, though. One thing, one thing uh, that I can give everybody, um, uh, you know, some uh, a tip that will help uh, keep me from having to make that decision of whether to respond or not is use Snopes. Yeah. Snopes.com. <laughs> okay, please use it. Before you repost what somebody else has posted, just go to that website and all you have to do is type in the headline or the top of that article. And actually, you can put it in Google and Snopes.com will probably come up. I'm sure it does things. And, uh, and then you can find out if this is something that somebody is just regurgitating and sending around the internet, because it's like, I feel like I have to stop fake news, you know? And, and that helps. Like if we all can contribute that way, the social media would be a better place. Yeah. (laughs) Using social media, uh, hastily and irresponsibly (laughs) is a major problem. We, um, how would I say it? I guess um, sometimes it can be difficult to determine what fake news is, mm-hmm. to be fair, um, because it's more and more difficult to know what reliable sources are. I, at least I think that is uh, relatively the case. So I would I would personally, uh, it's it's okay. It is okay to read something, not be sure about it, mm-hmm. you know, and and just leave it at that. Right. Some people I find they read something interesting. Mm-hmm. It may be borderline, you know, like conspiracy theorist or whatever, but then they just share it because it's interesting or they, you know, whatever they uh, comment or like or whatever. Um, sometimes those are things you need to just keep to yourself. I think here's my fear. My fear is that Christians become uh, associated with conspiracy yes. theorists. Yes. 
That that to me is a big danger. I am not necessarily saying that many conspiracy theories, some of them have validity sure. or maybe dead on. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not denying many of the different alternative ways of thinking or however you want to say it mm-hmm. that are out there. There are lots of cover-ups, there are lies, you know, people Absolutely. spin think people who are in a position of power, the media, they can spin things how they want. So I'm not even downplaying the fact that there's a lot of fake news and we can't always believe what is said or whatever the case is. My One of my biggest fears is that Christians become so associated mm-hmm. with a certain way of thinking um, that it discredits our faith, right? Right, Because we, we believe in some pretty remarkable things. Right. I mean, we believe a guy came back from the dead. Right. That sounds very <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Now, to be fair, I do think, and I know you would agree with this, there are very solid historical reasons to believe that the right. resurrection is an actual event. It's not a conspiracy theory. But when we associate being a Christian with a particular viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people are like, well, to be a Christian means you mm-hmm. believe the earth is really young. Right. You're a Trump supporter. Um <laughs> You know, like uh, you don't believe in science or you're an anti-vaxxer or whatever. The Like I'm not even, right. I don't, yeah. I'm not revealing my position on any right. of these things, just so you know. So don't, don't comment that. Okay. <laughs> but some of us talk about those things as if they're intrinsic to our beliefs. Right. And I feel like that is so detrimental because then people in people's minds, they associate Christianity with X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to have anything to do with X, Y, or Z. So therefore, they have nothing to do with Jesus. To me, that is, um, you know, the Bible talks about stumbling blocks. Mm. And it says that, you know, Christ should be the only stumbling stone, right? But we as believers, when we feel like um, our secondary beliefs need to be held. Right. Because it's part of our faith, which is usually not the case. Mm -hmm. We are putting in front of other people many other stumbling stones. Yep. that they can trip on before they even get to considering whether Jesus really is the son of God. Right. So absolutely. We need to be, I guess that's what I meant when I said conservative mm-hmm. with how we use social media, mm-hmm. because you need to remember, like if you are a public believer, like if you profess to be a believer and people know that about you, yep. everything you say, everything you do is under a microscope and it goes through that lens of, Oh, well that's what those Christians do. That's yep. what those Christians think. And we need to be careful with that. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, so I know you got more. What yeah, else you got? No, I, we better keep moving. But uh, no, those are great thoughts. I, I really want to keep going with it, but but we can't. We'll do a part two um, sometime. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you know, I and and uh, this just goes to show you there's a, a lot to putting together an academy course on this right these are the kinds of things these are just we're just hitting some highlights um and and hopefully these are some helpful tips and things to consider before you jump in another one um whether it's worthy of a response would be one another one is write a response an email a comment or even a rant post and then wait Mm. so just wait okay um and one of the problems with social media that I find is, is that there's this real pressure to weigh in right away. 
you don't want to get too far down in the comments, right? You don't want to become irrelevant. You don't want to post on something that has dropped off in people's radar. That's like, fair. Like there's a shelf life to these posts and uh, that's when you want to you want to strike while the iron's hot and you know a lot of that pressure comes from feeling like uh, I need to be significant for sure and that's a you know that's a whole topic in itself but right um, when we feel like we're gonna become insignificant and and so we feel that pressure to uh, weigh in on a conversation or whatever uh, the comments dream that's happening around that when we feel that way we've got to be careful because really what we're looking at is ourselves we're looking inward we're not we're not really there to help somebody else mm. um so you know that's so that's part of it and when you come across like for instance if you have a rant about something or or a counter argument to something and you come across as somebody who's not genuinely concerned about the needs of somebody else well that's going to affect how the response comes to it and oftentimes that's the reason that the responses to those things are so um caustic is because really people can tell you you're not that concerned about them as much as you are making your own position known or you know, gaining some kind of notoriety or even taking over the thread. Social media is a weird thing in the sense that there's like a whole website dedicated to you and your thoughts and your yes. photos and what you like and dislike. I know. And it's probably not good for us. <laughs> it's probably not good for us. I feel like it is pretty dangerous to, to feel that way. And it, to be fair, it's one of the things that I don't know if you felt this way. I feel that way. Because I've tried at times to use the internet and social media as a way to sort of broaden my uh, pastoral influence, the gospel message, and those kinds of things. And I sometimes feel uh, excited about it, so I'll write a blog post, I'll put up YouTube videos, or those kinds of things. And then other times I feel like, man, who cares what I think? Right. You know, like, yeah. who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody's <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> There's like 10 people that care what I think. Yeah. And why in the world do I feel like I need to leverage this? There's a difficult balance there. I don't yeah. know if you feel that way yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to be strategic and cautious because sometimes our desire to be a voice of influence for the gospel or for love or for care for other people can blend pretty tightly sometimes with just the need to feel important, mm -hmm. you know, and, and those two worlds. I mean, Jesus hints at that a little bit when he's talking about when you give to the poor, you know, don't let your right hand know, know what, what your what left, left hand is doing. You don't mm -hmm. need, and, and we abuse that all the time. Maybe mm -hmm. not we personally, but many people, yeah. right? When they do something nice, well, it's got to go on the internet, Yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... That oh man, is, there's a, there's a whole section in my uh, yeah. <laughs> academy course about about that very subject. Yeah, that's, but that's fair. I'm jumping ahead, maybe. No, no, you're you're fine. Uh, we're not going to get to it today, anyway. Uh, like I say, there's there's a plethora of different ways to look at this, and and even understanding how all these different things affect us and motivate us. Right, and that's what ends up getting us in trouble sometimes so but anyway when you write a response or an email uh this is what i do i 
I sit down, I write it out. Um, if if I get if I get an email and it's critical of something that's happening at the church or something like that, or maybe it's um, even somebody who disagrees with a perspective that I have, uh, or or a, a theological position that I sure. might have, and I'll write this long email, and then I just set it aside. I'm I'm like I'm not in a hurry to respond to this. I don't care if it's in a thread and it's going to become irrelevant. Uh, most of the time, and, and I will say this, usually when I look at it the next day, it looks stupid to me. Mm. It looks maybe sometimes vindictive in ways. Um, it, I, I realize that it could be really constru- or seen as hurtful to a person. And once again, I trash it. But it's not in vain mm. for me anyway. I mean, this is my own experience, but for me, Cathartic, maybe? it's like, yeah, I got it out of my system. <laughs> I got it. I, you know, and in a way it's kind of like writing an email to God. It's like, God, this is how I feel. I know you it. see this yeah, right now. I know you see what's going on. I know it's not, you know, outside of your, and, and, and just being able to do that. I mean, you know, I haven't always deleted the email. So that's fair, you know. So but, if you got one, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Should have waited another day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but most of the time I do, and I'm usually happy that I did. Well, I mean, scripture tells us to be slow to speak. Yep. But the internet doesn't favor that very well. No, right. It doesn't. If you're slow to speak, then uh, you get left behind, and. Yep. You know, so so that's the challenge, right? Social media, to be fair, is completely designed to appeal to your carnal desires. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it is literally designed with that in mind. What what's gonna what makes people tick? Usually, you know, like at their base level, which yep. is not who we want to be. That's fleshly, mm-hmm. and then the whole thing is designed to feed that. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to come at it from a different perspective right as people of the spirit we should right and that that is not an easy thing to do um you know i i think if i could just share a verse here Mm -hmm. uh, from ephesians chapter four Mm. similar idea let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion so that it will give grace to those who hear Mm. you know usually our knee-jerk reaction is corrupting talk right when you get a criticism or something that angers you, bothers you, rubs you the wrong way. The first thing that comes into your mind is is not peaceful, respectful, gracious, building, building up. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's a response of the flesh. Yeah. And so to be patient is I think very wise. Um and it probably is something we need to practice because mm-hmm. I imagine it doesn't you don't learn that overnight, you know. And you really need to seek God's help. You need to seek the spirit of God to give you that discernment mm. because I, I find that there's a lot of people and they are well-meaning many times. It's like, oh, I'm building them up. I'm going to build them up, yeah. you know, in the <laughs> love of the Lord right now, <laughs> beat them over the head with the Bible. Right. Tough whatever. love. Yeah. Tough love. You know, I, we just have to be discerning of what the spirit of God is asking us to do and, and not, not so much just reacting to the situation in our own, flesh and our own ideas right and no that's a great as as it fits the occasion is part of the key here and i think the fact that it happens on a social media platform 
changes yes. the meaning of the occasion, occasion. right? <laughs> it's it's it does does it changes the dynamic yep. of how you can interact with that person. It automatically puts you at a disadvantage yep. because it's less personal. You don't get to see or hear someone's tone of voice, you know. Um, so perhaps we'd be better off occasionally responding. Hey, would you like to talk more about this? Right. Can we go? Can we meet up? Well, maybe yeah. not anymore. But yeah. you know, can we right. meet for coffee? Those are the kinds of things. Um, yeah. I, I got. You know, you can private message. You can. Right. Yeah. E- even that mm-hmm. creates. I don't know if you've ever used that before. Like mm-hmm. challenge somebody uh, on something via a, an email or a private message. I, oh, I, that that just goes on and on. Though I know what you're. Yeah, but yeah. It, but even doing it outside of where the post was originally made right. automatically makes that person feel differently than mm-hmm. if you just commented in front of everyone. Absolutely. Um, so yep. you just take that to another level mm-hmm. uh, where you're showing care. Like you actually care about somebody. You're not just trying to be right. Right. You're not just trying to be the authority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people just want to know you care. Mm-hmm. That never goes old. That never gets old. No, it doesn't. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna f- one more thing then. Let's do it. Let's let's wrap this up. I like but it. One more thing, one more tip, and all these things hopefully will help us all to, um, you know, ultimately so that the kingdom of God grows, and so that so that we have the best possible image that we can as uh, followers of Christ. We want to present Him well, right? And so you know, these are tips that hopefully will will help us to navigate this. And these are some, you know, we're getting right to the heart of some things, but hopefully this this will help. And and this is probably the number one thing, really, is have someone else look at it. Ooh. Before you respond to somebody, have somebody else look at it. Somebody that you trust. Not somebody that, that just uh, thinks the way you do. Because, um, you know, sometimes my wife is a good person for that. And other times she's not. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know nobody believes that about Christy, but those of you who know Christy, uh, you just think that she's, you know, probably has a set of wings and a little halo someplace. But the fact is, is that sometimes <laughs> people frustrate her too. And, of course. Uh, and 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 she gets really uptight when I get attacked a lot of mm. times. So um, that can so be you, hard for a like a pastor's wife that's a challenge right it when is, you when you're any pastor when wife. your husband or whatever is mm-hmm. is under scrutiny yeah even though it might be true you just feel like you want to come to their defense yeah so you know have pastor jeremy have somebody else look at it and see you know and give you a critique i mean if you're critiquing somebody else shouldn't you be open to critique yourself that's fair Right. That's fair. So um, and and that's what I would say is that, you, you know, first of all, it rarely passes the test. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I'm just going right. to tell you, nah, just delete yeah. it. Pray about it. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you know, that. but that's good advice. It's good advice. Now, think about that. If let's say you didn't show it to anybody and you just went ahead with it anyway. They're probably right. And if they were right, they could have saved you a lot of grief, maybe even a broken relationship. And, uh, you know, they, they, they certainly uh, could have helped uh, keep people 
uh, or keep you in, in a situation where you have the opportunity to share the hope that is within you and the reason for that hope. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the other thing that I would ask is I would ask if, you know, you know if you're asking somebody, ask them, when you ask them to look at it, ask them if they feel like it'll be beneficial to that person. Right. If it'll, um, if it'll be beneficial to the kingdom of God. All those things are, they, those things should be at the top of our radar. Right. In terms of what we're pursuing. It's difficult to know. That's it one is. of the biggest challenges, right? Um, is trying to figure out, is this going to glorify God mm-hmm. or not? Um you kind of wish sometimes scripture gave more specific details, you know, <laughs> on what is the right action. Cause sometimes it's to engage somebody or other times it's to give grace and just kind of turn the other way. And it takes a level of discernment, right? That's the key. I think that discernment to know your own personality uh, you know, um, what their personality is like, how they're going to take it, maybe the depth of your relationship with them mm-hmm. as well. Um, whether or not you really know them well enough to, you know, challenge them or, um, I, I think, you know, in the end, right in the end, we're people of grace. Yeah. We are saved by grace. Yep. None of us are perfect. We are like, I just imagine, um, you know, when, when our works, at the end are judged by God and they will be for believers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to be really embarrassed. And when God brings up my Facebook page yeah, and, and my social media accounts and he's like, all right, we're going to go through this, you know, uh, let's talk about some things. I am going to be really embarrassed. And just because you delete it doesn't mean he's not going to see yeah. it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be able to tell, I know exactly what you were thinking when you said this, yeah. right? Like yeah. it sounded real Even nice, worse, yeah. but I know what was really going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- good grief. We're all in this together, right? right? All of us are just uh, sinners. We're saved mm-hmm. by grace. We're all trying to do our best. And so I just think we need to be increasingly so and it, the more that we are people of grace and forgiveness like you mentioned earlier respect and gentleness these kinds of character qualities that you don't see on the internet mm-hmm. the more we reflect the character of God the grace and love that he offers right and i feel like people will over time slowly if that influence stays steady from multiple people from mm-hmm. God's people you know, you might actually think that there's something to what we've been talking about so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, uh, I don't know how old this study is now, but I think you and I have talked about this in the past. But there's been a number of different studies done about, um, you know, how Christians are perceived by unbelievers mm-hmm. and judgmental is at the top of the list. Right. Right. Yep, absolutely. Trying to undo that mm-hmm. on social media is a great challenge. Yes. But that is the challenge before us. Yeah. And I think we can do it's, it. It's a good opportunity, really. I mean, right. when I think of all the things that I've ever posted on social media, um, you know, I, I and, and especially responding to comments and things like that, or even emails that I've sent, how much easier is it to be kind and joyful and enthusiastic right. and encouraging? You know, and how much further does that go than to be critical, to be uh, 
uh, really opinionated. And I mean, I am the worst person to be saying this right now, but you don't have to be political. Yeah. Okay. You just don't. Yes, that is. Uh, it's not that helpful. Right. Um, it's just a good place to celebrate life with people. When people post something that they're excited about or something that's happened in their life, what opportunities are there to bless them and encourage them and, and be positive about it? And you know what? I mean, this is a challenge for me, too. Uh, I'm not always that positive. I'm sometimes like, oh, man, I mean, where's that going to leave you? I mean, I'm so excited that you're – son or daughter made it into a traveling hockey team. So now we won't see you for months on end. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's tough. That's when it gets difficult, but I can still be encouraging. Even if I don't know if I like the result or what I perceive to be the result, because I know this God has a plan. I was just going to say that. I was just yeah. going to say, this is where your theology of God's sovereignty yes, matters to, because yeah. who's to say that this isn't part of God's plan for their life. And it, what, what we usually do is we feel like, well, people are wandering away, right? Mm-hmm. They're making decisions that are detrimental to their faith. We need to fix that. Right. We need to correct that. That, that is a, I don't blame people for thinking that way. Cause I do too. On the other hand, sometimes that's the very journey mm-hmm. they need to take in order for God to redirect them and yep. strengthen their faith in the long run. I mean, God God is playing a long game. Yep. And he knows what he's doing. He doesn't we need me. He doesn't need me to go on the internet and fix everyone. Yep. That's the worst possible thing for me to Sorry. try and do. So I I I like that. Great yeah. advice. All right. Well that I, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, I want to encourage you that if you've enjoyed this Feel free to leave a comment if you uh, just make sure it's if, uh, it's building up. If, if, you, if you haven't enjoyed it, <laughs> then I I, I want to ask you to type it all out. Either ask somebody else about it or just ditch the thing. There you go. <laughs> Write an email and then delete it the next right, morning. Exactly. But no, we we love to hear uh, your feedback and ways that we can uh, be more helpful. I think. You just introduced a whole nother topic we could talk about in a, in a podcast for sure. Um, but it, it's just exciting to see um, what God's going to do, even through the situation that we're in right now. Um, yeah, we've, we've got to learn to utilize social media. But I want to just encourage everybody, as I've been encouraging, that these things that feel like limitations are opportunity. I think God is going to use it. If we can get our purpose down on why we're on social media and start using it for a, a positive thing, for people to come to know Christ, uh, to use it to have influence and impact in our world in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. If we can take a hold of this thing, we can take, just like so many other things in life, we can take things that are just uh what the old uh, Puritans would have called profane mm. and and turn them into things for God's glory. And right. that's what I hope that we can do. And so until the next podcast, um, uh, I, I hope that you're safe and uh, God is a blessing to you and that you're a blessing to him.